Welcome to Exquisitely Aligned. You may be on your path to having it all, the house, family, money, and world travel, and feel grateful for all that you have. When suddenly something shatters your ideal world, it shifts your perspective. You realize or maybe even decide having it all isn't all that. It may leave you feeling unhappy, unsatisfied, or unfulfilled. You're left wanting something even more fulfilling, but you can't quite put it into words. Others, they just don't get it. They try to pacify you. And that may leave you feeling a bit guilty. I get it. I've stood in your shoes. Hello, I'm Gina, the escape artist expert. Today we'll be discussing mega yacht, why not? Two opposing opinions, one of judgment, one of joy. The conversation that followed and even more importantly, five takeaways to enhance your life starting today. A few weeks ago, we talked about the judgment we may experience when up-leveling our life. It's real, isn't it? We feel it, but don't often want to talk about it. It's intense, and it can sometimes make us feel a bit guilty, sad, alone, to name just a few other emotions. Well, today I want to share a story of a discussion I had with my hubby. Yeah, he may not like that I talk about him. I'm probably sure he doesn't. But the truth is we are so opposite that it's great to be married to him from a podcasting and YouTube point of view. Well, we do have to look at the positives, right? The vast difference between Mark and I's way of thinking helps me have a greater appreciation on the full range or spectrum of ways how people think. Him on one end, me on the other. And you, well, I believe you are probably somewhere in between. So I'd love to share these opposing opinions with you now. And I hope you know me well enough to know that I am never asking you to make me your authority on any subject. It's a full-time job for me to be my own authority. I'm here today and every day to shine a light on a new way of thinking and seeing. And I would add experiencing the world. I simply wish to open a conversation up in your mind and then let your authority do with it as it may. Your authority is exactly what I believe you should follow. Sometimes I wanna challenge you. Other times I wanna hold you in a safe space. And then there are other times I want to piss you off, piss you off enough to do something courageous. Yeah, I'm transparent against popular demand. I follow my authority, which tells me transparency is one of my finest qualities. I sure hope you agree. Oh boy, I did go down a rabbit hole. I am back. The bottom line after all of that is there are times we'll agree and times we won't and that's all really fine in my world. Let me launch into mega yacht, why not? And yes, the pun is intentional. It's not a typo. 
I'm finally living where I'm meant to be, here in sunny Southern California, Southern Orange County, or the OC, as we endearingly call it. I absolutely love it here. No more blizzards like in New York, where I grew up. No more crazy hot summers like in Charlotte, North Carolina, where I just left. Simply sun, sand, and sea. My passion for the ocean comes from my dad. Anytime he's on the water, you'll hear him say, this is the life. He doesn't say it once, no. He says it the entire day, all day long. Although I may not say it aloud, anything to do with or near the water is the life. It is the life for me. Growing up, we had a boat. It was definitely my father's passion. Thankfully, my mother who learned to swim as an adult went along with my dad. I started water skiing when I was about, I don't know, 10 or 11 years old. I felt like Jesus. I felt like Jesus because when the water is smooth like glass, you truly feel like you're walking on water. And that, well, that my friend is about the best feeling ever, at least for me. Early in my career, I was transferred from New York to Charlotte, North Carolina. There I met and married Mark. Fittingly, our first home was in the Lake Norman area. Sure, it wasn't the ocean, but it would do. We bought a boat. It was a beautiful boat with great memories. Years later, we sold it. I then fell in love with paddle boarding. You see, I have a passion for all things naughty or nautical. We spend a lot of time on the water and near the water. Recently, Mark and I were walking the Dana Point Harbor. There are waterfront restaurants and sea lions if you're lucky enough to spot them. It's also a great place to admire many beautiful boats of all shapes and sizes. When we walk, I particularly enjoy looking at the boat names. You see, boat owners are crafty, wink, wink, when it comes to this. Well, on this particular day, we happen to feel our eyes quickly drawn to something, almost like a magnet. There it was, a white, shiny, with chrome and teak accents, a yacht. I had to stop in place to take it all in. I was in love. It was a floating work of art. It was stunning. It was bigger than life. It was a mega yacht. As I stood in deep admiration for this floating miracle, my hubby says, who needs a boat that big? I said, what? He looked at me and said it again. Really? Who needs a boat that big? He was ruining my moment, my moment of daydreaming. I said, Mark, we don't need a boat that big, but its owner, its owner needs a boat that big. I asked him, why do you feel that way? What makes you say and think this way? Tell me, really. The background is we've been married for 22 years. I know him very, very well, but I'm always blown away at how differently we experience the world. 
I needed to know why he thinks like this. So I asked, what makes you say that? He stopped and said, really, it looks too big for this harbor. Sure, it did. It towered over all the other yachts. It would have made our 24 foot boat that we owned early on in our marriage look like a dinghy. My experience though was completely different. I was awestruck. I was filled with wonder. I was filled with questions and I wanted to step aboard and experience this mega yacht for myself. But since it wasn't going to happen, I chose what I thought was the next best thing. I went aboard in my mind. I began to share with Mark what I saw visually. Well, visually I saw beauty, attention to detail, a well thought out and well executed piece of craftsmanship. It was exquisite. And you know, I love, adore and admire exquisiteness. Given its size, I began to wonder just how do you get something that large to stay afloat? I desperately wanted to know, but quickly realized I wasn't desperate enough to go back to school to understand the mechanics of all of that. So back to its visual beauty, my mind adrift wondering who designed it this? How long did it take? How many people? Where did they get their education? What kind of degree did they receive? Who does the renderings? Are they considered an architect or maybe there's a different title? My mind kept going. I started thinking about these, these hands. I was wondering just how many hands it took to execute and build this boat. How many amazing people were employed because someone designed this boat and someone else purchased it? From the designer to the, well, architect, to the interior designer who helped design and decorate the interior, the china, the crystal, the silver, the bedding, the drapes, the decorative pillows, the table linens, the fabric designer, the people who wove the textiles, the people who spun the thread. Oh my, I could feel my heart beating faster and faster. I was in complete awe. I was in childlike wonder and it felt so good. Then the behind the scenes hands, the things I know much, much less about. The engine and all the mechanical parts that allow this boat to leave the dock. The navigation system, the stereo system, the electrical system, the cooking equipment to the chandeliers, all of the plumbing from the pipes to the faucets. Oh my, I love numbers. I really do. I'm a bit of a geek in that way. But the list was getting so large in my head, I couldn't fathom the number of gifted people's hands who worked on this mega yacht. Then I realized there are talented people employed right now, the crew, right? The crew currently working on the yacht from the engineer, or maybe who knows, it's a team of engineers, the captain, the interior cleaning crew, the exterior cleaning crew, the chef, the stewards, and I'm sure I'm forgetting a, a slew of others. I was flabbergasted. 
I was delighted to know that this one amazing mega yacht, this exquisite craft gave jobs to countless talented and gifted people and will continue to employ people in the years to come. I was feeling excited and grateful. The yacht was too far away for me to see its length, but I knew, I knew in my heart of hearts, it had to be roughly 100 feet long. Its name, well, its name was easy to see. The water lily, as impressive, as beautiful as a water lily. Oh, and the meaning and symbolism I found on Google, I must share, but I'll leave that for the end. Although we spend a lot of time at Dana Point walking and eating and so forth, this was our first encounter with the water lily. Back to daydreaming, gasoline. Now my mind was on gasoline. How many gallons of gasoline does it hold? How many gallons does it average per knot? The list of questions was never ending. My brain was on fire and I am certain I had smoke coming out of my ears. From visual beauty to the talented hands employed to all the mechanics of it all and the gasoline. Backstory, I worked for a high-end builder years ago and I have a thing for blueprint blueprints. I was dreaming about the floor plan. Now, how many rooms are there? How many bedrooms? What does the galley look like? How is the furniture laid out? What about the crew who brought it from where it was built to its final destination? Being in its presence brought up all these questions for me, not for Mark, but for me. It brought or allowed me to let my mind drift to daydream. It fueled my heart felt desires for exquisiteness. Being in the presence of the water lily brought up my gratitude for the owner and their purchase and gratitude for all the people who use their gifts and talents to bring this vessel to life. Let's go back to the purchase for a moment. I feel a calling to explain this in a little more depth, so I'm gonna take a moment to do that. I am personally, truly grateful to the owner who spent their hard-earned money on this single purchase. You see, I see money as an energy. It's an energy meant to be enjoyed. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying don't save for tomorrow, but there has to be this balance. I believe we are not meant to hoard our money. We are not meant to keep it all for future generations. I believe we are meant to enjoy it, to truly enjoy it. We are meant to earn money and then spend some of it. You see, you create jobs and even careers for each of those hands that worked so diligently on this vessel. Money is an energy, it should flow and I hope that I was able to describe this in this short period of time, how one purchase impacted so many lives. And I hope my sharing our personal conversation has given you a new understanding surrounding judgment, surrounding money as an energy and surrounding beauty in exquisiteness. And more importantly, or even more importantly, I was grateful to see that this ship 
left the dock. There's nothing worse to me than hearing that someone made a fabulous purchase and doesn't get to enjoy their new yacht, their new plane, their new vacation home because they're too busy working. That they haven't figured out how to balance every facet of their life in order to enjoy the fruits of their labor. That's not why we excel in our careers. We are not here to collect things, things that then in turn collect dust, or in this case, sea salt. We make these purchases or investments to experience joy, joy like my father when he experiences the water. Remember, this is the life. I can hear him saying that as I speak. The joy in our ability to experience our heartfelt desires, those things that make our heart beat faster. I told you in the beginning that I love being by the water, all things naughty, wink, wink, but I didn't explain why. Being by the water, you see, for me, it fuels my soul. It really does. I'm guessing it's the same for those who were aboard the water lily that beautiful weekend day. And for that, I am thrilled when we fulfill our heartfelt desires and fulfill our soul level truths. Well, that's when we find soul fulfillment. We feel vibrant and energetic. We find our body feels light yet strong. We feel rejuvenated. So thank you to the owner of the water lily for allowing me to experience your stunning mega yacht from the shoreline and allowing me to sit in childlike wonder and awe. And even more importantly, to have this conversation with my husband and now you. Earlier I mentioned I would explain the connection between the experience and how it relates to our lives. Today I invite you to five things. Number one, release judgment. Let's leave judgment like my husband had behind. Release it, let it go. I believe there's a better way of seeing and experiencing the world. I'm hoping you're nodding your head and agreeing with me. If you find that judgment is popping up in your life, maybe it's from childhood experiences or whatever, and it may, sometimes this happens, it kind of gets ingrained in us over the decades. If you find judgment popping up, I highly recommend listening to or watching on YouTube. You deserve to win. In there, I explain why and how to escape the judgment and guilt that come along with up-leveling our lives. If I haven't convinced you after that, we need to chat. Sign up for a complimentary session with me. Okay, back to our number. Number two, sit in awe. Okay, this is kind of a three-parter, so I'll do two A, B, and C. I invite you the next time you see such beauty, such exquisite design and craftsmanship. So this will be two A. I invite you to make time to sit in awe. Be it a boat, a garment, a piece of jewelry, an automobile, whatever man-made item that is in front of you, a clay pot. And then two B. Sit in awe for the exquisite design you find in nature. Those naturally occurring wonders, whether it's a flower in your yard, a tree you pass while you're walking, a rock a child hands you. And of course, back to the beach, a shell you might find, 
the uh, magnificent cliffs and shorelines here in the OC or a piece of sea glass. And now let's move to 2C, we'll call it. Probably the most important and most valuable, my most favorite. If you leave with only one thing today, I'm hoping it is this. Stand in childlike wonder for the reflection in the mirror, you. Yes, you. This is the most important part of our conversation today. I'm inviting you to stand, sit, lounge, meditate on, whatever suits you. I'm inviting you to be in awe of the person you see in the mirror. Your talented and gifted hands, those gifts that only you possess. When you do this, I want you to remember number one, remember releasing judgment. Practice being in awe of who you are without judgment. It's important to practice this every time you look in the mirror. I invite you to see the exquisite design, your human design, and then simply be in awe. Be in childlike wonder for who you have become. Similar to the sea glass shaped by the waves washing against the sandy shoreline, we have been shaped by our life experiences. They too have allowed us to be transformed into what we see in the reflection in front of us, the exquisitely aligned you. Allow yourself this freedom, allow your mind to drift. Number three, have the courage to allow your mind to drift. Let your mind drift so far away, so far away, that you escape the world begging us to conform and sail to a safe space, a new world, a world where you can easily see the mega version of you, the version where you become exactly what you see missing in this magical world. Then notice what floats to the surface. It just may be a smile. Number four. Anchor yourself every day. Anchor yourself in what's truly important to you. Your truths, the ones written on your soul, the ones only you can know. Your desires, the ones that cause your heart to beat faster. Your gifts, the ones you divinely were chosen to possess. Number five, be intentional. Just like I was with my words, drift, anchor, float, not K-N-O-T, right? And mega. Be intentional with your time and how you spend your time. Schedule play time to fuel your soul because this truly, and I mean truly, this truly is the life. This truly is the life you were born to live. And it's your time, your time to be exquisitely aligned. So to recap, release judgment, be in awe every time you experience something exquisite, man-made, God-made, or yourself. The person's staring at you in the mirror. Number three, courageously allow your mind to drift. Drift far away enough to see the mega you. Number four, anchor yourself in your truths, desires, and gifts. Number five, be intentional. This is your time. It's time to be exactly what you see missing in the world. 
Oh gosh, before I forget, I promised I would let you know what I learned when I Googled the meaning and symbolism of water lily. And this really sealed the deal for me. A water lily is a symbol of beauty that can also have a dangerous side. It also symbolizes unity and finding peace and balance. Wow, right? In Buddhism, it's symbolizing rising from the mundane world and into the spiritual world. Brilliant, seriously brilliant. It's no wonder why I fell in love at first sight. Rising from the mundane world, the world begging us to conform to the spiritual one is the very foundation of exquisitely aligned. Till next time, why not be mega exquisite?